You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Put that in your pipe and smoke it and see what you come up with. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. What's happening, Jason? Greetings and salutations. What's up? We are here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. You can listen to To The Top Talk on any podcast venue that you choose, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. All the links to that are at jamiearrington.net slash to the top talk. Well, we had quite the Southern Mist filled weekend. Uh, the big news coming yesterday, we were getting ready to head over to Media Day. They sent out a press release. The, the Southern Mist Department of Athletics announced Saturday that senior Quadre Griggs has been suspended indefinitely pending resolution of a student conduct matter. They didn't go into specifics the entire day. We, You couldn't really get a word out of anybody. We heard some chatter of what it may or may not have been, but nothing concrete. All we know right now, senior quarterback Quadre Griggs indefinitely suspended from the football team. Yeah, not the not the way that I expected to start off our uh, media day, <laughs> you no. know, headed over there. Couldn't believe you sent me that text. Or Shane. Uh, you or Shane sent me that text. Um, and, you know, and, you know, uh, Tim and some of the other guys tried to get Hop to uh, comment on it, but you, you could tell Hop was shook up. Um, and you also could, well, he, he, he said it pretty, uh, pretty straight that he wasn't going to, uh, address any of those questions at all. And, you know, as media day went along, I mean, the players are confident about the season, but, you know, you could kind of sense this, cloud over everybody about what was going on and nobody really knew and you know truth be told he had been sharing you know first team reps with with jack abraham and and jack might have gotten a little more of the work this week that that doesn't particularly matter at this point and and hobson all but named jack jack the starter uh yesterday at media day so it seems like our quarterback which this is something since you know you think about the past few years since We've had uh, Austin Davis has been gone. You know, his senior year, it was Nick, you knew Nick Mullins was going to be the guy. <laughs> but pretty much every other year since then, there's always been this, who's going to be the quarterback? All right. at, all last year, every game, you didn't know who the starter was going to be. Yeah, that's true. Um, I wonder who this affects more. Well, obviously, it'll probably affect Jack more. But, you know, this this moves Marcelo, I guess, up to the straight back up. And then the true freshman, uh, Wadley. Um in that three spot, you know, and typically we play at least a couple every year, if not three every year. So I guess maybe the just the, I mean, first of all, I want I want this whole quadra thing to, to to work itself out, and I and I hope that uh, I, whatever it is, um, I hope that all things that the best can come out of it for quadra is what happens. Uh, Absolutely. But um, beyond that, just strictly football. Now we're looking at um, nobody on our football team has taken any D1 snaps, <laughs> um, and the season's th- three weeks away. So it's a bit concerning, but um, I think they're capable. And like you said, I think Jack might have maybe, you know, taken the taken the edge as far as starting quarterback duties go. But um, 
losing that senior quarterback three weeks before the start of of your season for any team is um is you know it is I don't want to say detrimental because I think we have capable backups, but it's, I mean it's not good. The guy's going to lead you down, down the road. Um, all of a sudden, ain't going to be there. So uh, it's time for Jack and the boys to uh, step up. Well, and what you what we really lost more than anything was experience, like you said. I mean, Keon transferring to Tulane. Um, you know, Quadre had had you know percentage wise TD to interception. He was unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you lose in experience, I think you make up for in potential. I think these these uh, three young quarterbacks, um, you know, sky's the limit for all three of them. They they play a little bit different of a, each of them has a little bit different of a game, but. Uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what ha- plays out. And another thing to think about in regards to Whiteley is, you know, they have that new red shirt rule where as long as you don't play, I think more than four games, you can, that'll count as your red shirt year. So we didn't have that two years ago when Keon got thrust in as a true freshman. Mm-hmm. So that's something that could come into play at some point this season. Right. So we got a great show lined up for you guys today. We, like I said, we went to media day uh, before we get to that. Big comedy show coming up. If you if you're a fan of Baskets on FX with Zach Galifianakis, Martha from Baskets, Martha Kelly is going to be at the Thirsty Hippo. Uh, two weeks from today, that's Sunday, August the 25th. That's a 7 p.m. start. Hey, I don't usually do Sunday shows, but Martha's great, and it's the week before football season, so you're just going to be itching to find something to do. It's going to be an amazing show, so come out for that. Also, I've got a huge announcement in the works. For homecoming weekend, as far as the comedy show, so won't be on game day, obviously, but be on the lookout on social media. I'm hoping we get the deal done this week and we can push it out there. But uh, one of the biggest uh, comedians out right now could be coming to Hattiesburg homecoming weekend. Uh, Homecoming's on October 20th, so you may want to come to town a day early if you'd like to check that out. But you may want to wait and see who the announcement is. These comics aren't for everybody. they got to fit what you want. But it's pretty cool for the city of Hattiesburg, and, and I think there's going to be a lot of people excited about it. So just be on the lookout for that this week. All right, let's get to media day. So originally we had Jack and Quadre lined up. Obviously that didn't play out. We didn't get those interviews. Completely fine with that. We'll catch – We'll catch. Uh, hopefully we can work it out on down the road. But we did get some – Outstanding interviews. We've got Southern Miss Wolf slash linebacker Paxton Scrimpture. We've got running back Tez Parks. And we've got offensive line coach Eric Losey. You guys enjoy. At the To The Top Talk table now, redshirt junior Wolf slash linebacker slash just fit him in where you can get him in, Paxton Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got to do this right. All right. I'm going to I'm going to throw this back to a tweet. I don't know if you know about this. So the Southern Miss football Twitter account, they show a highlight from the Marshall game. And Gloria Carden. <laughs> that would be my grandmother. Replied, please. His name is pronounced like school, not shrimp. Scrimpture. Love, Mama. So that is how we know <laughs> yeah, to, to get the uh, scrimpture correct. So we got it right this time. Yeah. That's good. So how is this uh, fall camp going for you right now? Uh, camp is a complete grind. Um, I, It's like a love-hate relationship with it. Like you, You're eager to get out there and get better. Um, at the same time, you know, it's, it's uh, challenging on your body mentally, physically. Uh, 
it's more so just like the hours put in, but um, I guess to be successful, I guess it's necessary. You got a, a nickname. They, they had an article in the Hattiesburg American <laughs> yeah. recently, White Chocolate. White Chocolate. How did that come about? So Coach Nick, Coach Nick was the one that like made it up. Um, I really can't. Like, <laughs> I really can't even tell you. If like, you, if how you do it the math, out. you can figure out where the nickname came from. <laughs> but basically, you were you were you, you played a great game that that first game you got thrown into Old Dominion. And yeah. It just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, no doubt. You, we, they've got you playing multiple positions, mainly at that wolf position there, kind of a, a defensive line linebacker hybrid position. Where do you feel most comfortable? Honestly, at this point, like I'm comfortable with either position. I think um, they're the positions are really like interchangeable. So like they're titled different positions, but a lot of times you're doing the same things as you know if I'm, I'm a wolf is doing the same thing as a stinger, or the stinger is doing the same thing as a wolf. It's just like it depends on if we're an odd or even front. Um, they're very interchangeable. So like it was it was a lot easier to catch on than you would think. Um, I mean, it's still difficult, but. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm just comfortable being on the field. I could care less which position they put me in at. Do you have any players that you modeled your game after growing up? Uh, well, you know, I never – like, you know, you grow up, you, don't, you never think, like, I'm going to be a middle linebacker, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, so, as a kid, I, um, I was a huge, huge, huge Peyton Manning fan. Um, I was – my uh, my grandparents, my family's from East Tennessee, so they're big Tennessee fans. And uh, so, yeah, I just grew up always watching the Colts play. And, yeah, I think uh, Peyton Manning was the, the guy I looked up to. But now I guess if I had to, like, pick out a linebacker, I guess, I'd like to play. I definitely – Clay Matthews, I absolutely love what he does. His machine, it, I mean, he's – gets the ball. is very technical uh, linebacker. And, I, yeah, I, I, like to, uh, I like to keep an eye out on him. How do you feel the defense is progressing right now? I think from since I've been here, this is the closest defense I've been a part of on and off the field. I think we are a very talented front seven. We have a couple young guys in, in the back end, but they're catching on. They're catching on quick, and um, if if we stay healthy, we'll be fine. Do you have any personal goals for 2018? Personal goals. Um, that, well, my number one goal. Without a doubt, it's definitely won a conference championship. I think, um, and if it if it's not everyone's number one goal, I don't know why you're here, you know. But um, I think if I definitely, I'd like to get at least like ten sacks this year. I had five and a half last year. Um, just um, I think the school record, I think it's twelve in a season or something like that. Twelve and so, a half, yeah. maybe. Um, so definitely, I definitely shoot up my my uh, sack record. Yeah. You know, I think we've won more conference championships than anybody, but we've never hosted a conference championship game here at The Rock. They didn't have the conference championship game till I believe, about 2006. Oh, really? So all the championships we won were just kind of like, you know, you just won them out during the regular season. Yeah. So we've never hosted a game here at The Rock for the championship. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Incredible. I would love – yeah, that would be awesome. They'd pack it out. Yeah, that would be incredible. Now, are you – are you from Alabama or Tennessee? I, Alabama. I'm from uh, Athens, Alabama. It's we're right, probably 15 minutes from the Tennessee border, but uh, yeah, we're at good old Athens, Alabama. You got two games in your home state this year: UAB and Auburn. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm incredibly pumped. I think uh, I'll have I'll have a ton of people at UAB game. I'm sure I'll have a ton of people at the Auburn game, uh, and I think most of my friends, I from high school, are we're all Auburn fans. A lot of them are go to Auburn, so I'll have a I'll have a pretty big fan base there. 
you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? Oh, man, I think uh, if I could say anything, our fans definitely just pack the rock, man. I, I, I don't think people understand what it means to us, um, and, and it, it truly does uh, makes this place electric. So, if anything, like this, let's pack this rock out. Joining us now at the To The Top Talk table, redshirt senior running back and uh, belated birthday boy, Tess Parks. Happy birthday, man. Thank you, thank you, thank birthday you. Birthday was yesterday. Yep, turned 23. Wow, did you do anything special? Yeah. Practice? Uh, yeah, practice and treatment. <laughs> there you go. That's all. You've um, you've been here for quite, I guess, yeah, your redshirt senior year. You got to play with some pretty solid running backs the past few years. What did you learn playing with running backs like Jalen Richard and Edo Smith that are, are now in the National Football League? Uh, well, first it started with Jalen when I first got here my freshman year. He taught me Edo a lot of things. Um, I can say that my uh, coach when I first got here, John Simon, taught us a lot. And just sitting back, learning from them, my red, red shirt, and even when I got injured on scout team, just learning from Jalen my first year. And then once I came back, learn, sitting back and watching Edo, um, it helped me a lot, helped me mentally, <clears throat> helped me get stronger, smarter on the field. I just uh, watched them, and sometimes during the game, they would ask me things they did wrong, and I would uh, correct them on that so I can help them on that and also myself. Well, right now, I'm, I'm, um, we have younger running backs, and the same thing that Ido and Jalen did to me, I'm doing to them so I can help my coach out. He don't have to coach all the running backs. So while he's coaching some running backs, I'm coaching some running backs, and it ma- it helps me and make me smarter as well. Um, while I'm while I'm on the field, you mentioned the other running backs. How do you feel about the running back depth right now? Oh man, we we're gonna be the best in the nation. We um we're deep, we're real deep. You have me, T. Rod, George, Steve, Mayberry, Brian, Andre, Jordan. Uh, then you have the freshman Travinsky. I mean, we're so deep. We're fast. We're powerful. We're athletic back there in the backfield. I love this group right now. Um, I can say, I would say it's one of the most talented groups uh, I've been on, but it's not because of Edo and Jalen. They've been here and also uh, running backs like Justice. But we're, we're, up, we're up there uh, because we have some vets in the room as well. You know, me, T-Rod, George, we help coach. And um, I, I like this running back group. Even the young guys, they're stepping up and making plays right now. You kind of battled some injuries over the years. Is this the season you finally get to have a breakout year? Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a breakout year this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna finally give everybody what they've been waiting for. Um, I've been being patient, waiting, and I think it's time to go ahead and unleash what I have. So this is the first time that we've seen the white Adidas jerseys. We saw you in the gold Adidas jerseys a, a month ago. How do you feel about this new partnership with Adidas? Oh, oh, I, I'm loving it right now. I'm, I'm loving Adidas. Uh, coming from Russell, it's well, it's a big difference because I've been wearing Nike cleats all my life, and I I didn't think Adidas cleats were gonna uh be well on my feet. But as of right now, I'm I'm liking Adidas. I like the texture of the jerseys and everything we are doing with Adidas. You look sharp too. Look good. Yeah. I like, I like the white with the uh, gold trim, and I think we're supposed to be um, unveiling some more jerseys tonight. Oh, cool, cool. Hey, we're ready. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, too. <clears throat> so who, who's the best dancer on the team? Um, I would have to get it to go Chris Reed. Chris 20. Reed, yeah. Yeah, he was a DB names wide receiver. I had to get a Chris Reed no matter what we were doing. Chris going to be dancing, and he always know the latest moves and doing this and that. Um yeah, I get it, Chris Reed. Well, you look like uh, anytime you're on the field or on the sideline, you're always somebody that just looks like he's having fun. 
Yeah, I, I love to have fun. It's I just love I just love life. I love living. I love life. I just always have fun. You uh you never can be down because you never know. I just try to keep everybody up, keep everybody positive, even when we're down. Like the team, I'm like me and T Rod. We're like the spark two spark plugs. Like we're a pee in the pot. <clears throat> um, we we just we just try to keep everybody going. Even the coaches sometimes when they get down. Me and T Rod, we can know we can like help the coaches out. And I just try to bring positive everybody and tell them uh, no negative energy at all. What are your expectations for this 2018 season for the for the team? Um, right now, uh, for the team, we're, we're we're looking good. Um, I expect us to do do very well. Have a winning season. We go undefeated. We're really pushing to try to go undefeated this year. Uh, this team right now, we're, we're very locked in. Everybody's going in the same direction. We're helping each other out. There's, I can see leadership um, on both ends on both ends of the ball, offense and defense. As uh, myself, um, everybody just wanna. We just wanna do what's right. We wanna win. I can tell we have a, um, that mindset that we wanna win. It's like when Coach Monk was here. We had that nine to five season. Season. I feel like. Everybody's going in the same direction, being coachable, listening to what coaches got to say, Coach Hop, and even their position co- position coaches right now for our account. What are your personal goals for 2018? My personal goal is to just make make my teammates better, make my teammates better, help help them out um, as we go on through the season, be a leader. I got to be accountable for everything I do because somebody's always watching me. So I'm just trying to help everybody out in the best way I can. Appreciate you coming on. Do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? The only thing I'd say is, yeah, be ready for September 1st. It's going to be a big one. In with us now here at the To The Top Talk Table at Media Day in his second season, offensive line coach, Eric Losey. Now, for the listeners that don't know, explain the juice. Well, i tell you what. You know, um, everybody always has uh, – kind of asked me this uh you know over the years and everything and it's one of those things where juice can mean a variety of things uh whatever obviously sometimes it deals with what type of mood you're in but it's meant to bring positivity you know uh you know as long as it's positive juice anything that uh you know along those lines then i mean shoot man i mean you know uh, it can mean anything that you want it to be you're a big wrestling fan, right? Absolutely. Does that kind of filter into your coaching philosophy a little bit? Well, I don't know if it filters into a coaching philosophy, but you do have to respect the profession for what those guys do do day in and day out, putting their bodies on the line, you know, for uh, sports entertainment. And I tell you what, if you really want to listen to be, to people know how to conduct themselves in interviews, especially the really great ones, uh, I mean, listen to those guys, and you could probably learn something here or there, you know, with how they talk and how they address the crowd and how they address each other. You know, it's uh, and like I said, I mean, that's what this is at the end of the day to a degree. You know, we're out there to entertain a crowd, and we're out there to play and win football games. You seem like you bring a lot of energy to the job. Well, I tell you, this is the thing. I mean, you know, your, your guys are going to feed off of what you do. And, you know, that's the way, that's the school that we've been brought up in. You know, I know personally, myself especially, you know, with those types of coaches all around, that's the way I was coached. Uh, that's what Coach Hop expects, you know, from his staff. So, I mean, you know, uh, when it's expected and it's what all you know, then that's what it's going to be. You had a All-American career at uh, Western Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, those guys up north. I mean, you know, it was what it was. I mean, at that time, I mean, I believe that was 2005, which 
I look back, it's getting further and further away. Right. I'm glad somebody still remembers that. That's funny. You know, I had kind of slipped my mind a little bit. You know, I mean, we're talking some years back. Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, but, you know, um, those were some, obviously, some uh, great memories that, you know, I was fortunate enough to be a part of a great uh, bunch of guys, you know, who went to work every day. You know, because, listen, I mean, all those All-American awards and all that's great, but you're only as good as your surrounding cast. And I played with some great guys. You know, Buster Ashley is a Hall of Famer there. Uh, probably the most decorated lineman to ever play at Western Kentucky University. I had Tyrone Marekos, as my left guard, Billy Haywig, Ryan Thomas, Joel Dolchin. I still remember all those guys those days very fondly, you know. Uh, and then we, we were coached by Walter Wells, um, who is, uh, was most recently at the University of Tennessee as the offensive line coach last season. Uh, we actually got a coach against each other, the yeah. guy that I played for, and uh, which was pretty special in itself. Obviously, Walt got won that battle, which we laughed about and shared a beer over later, you know, and uh, it's always funny. You know, he's, he's obviously got one up on me still. The, the uh, teacher still has one over the student type deal. But, I mean, um, you know, he expected us to work a certain way, and we most importantly expect it from ourselves. And, you know, uh, like I said, I was fortunate enough just to be a part of a great bunch of guys. So which coach has been your biggest influence? It'd be Walt Wells, I mean, without a doubt. But I, I say that, you know, I played for the man. Uh, I worked for the man. Obviously, I'm biased towards the man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not only from a coaching aspect, from a professional aspect as well. If you really want to go to the school of professionalism, go sit down with Walt Wells, you know, and he's going to teach you how to handle yourself and conduct yourself in this, in this world, you know, uh, how to have a bunch of poise. You know, put you, he'll put you in situations too, you know, when you're a young coach, you know, and see how you react. And uh, obviously, he'll critique you on that. And uh, you know what, obviously, like I said, I mean, um, it's funny you go from being an All-American right into being a GA, which if, you know, back then a graduate assistant, if there was a totem pole, you were a weed that grew around it that constantly got chopped down. You know, a lot of sleepless nights and, uh, you know, um, and then obviously I got to evolve from, you know, under Walt. Uh, to go work for Rick Trickett at Florida State, and uh, who's another you know legend as far as if you want to talk offensive line coaches. So I really got I was fortunate enough early in my career to work for two really great people, and uh, you know who taught you a lot about the business not only not only on the field but off the field. Rick Trickett's great at helping expand your vocabulary. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, uh, former Marine. You know, uh, obviously, you know, uh, you you expected you knew what you were going to get every day with Trick. I mean, uh, and he expected things to be done. And, uh, you know, and that's the one thing I grew up. My father uh, spent two years actually in Vietnam uh, as a volunteer in the Army. My grandfather was a Marine. My other grandfather was in the Air Force in the um, in the European campaign in World War II. And then, like I said, my one grandfather was a Marine. He was in the Pacific during World War II. Uh, so I've grown up around military men, not career military men, but military men who, you know, obviously, you know, especially with my father and, you know, Ray Losey expected you to conduct yourself and expected a, a level of play growing up whenever you were out on the athletic field. And, yeah, I was a part of one of those families that if you did play bad, you were going to hear about it. But you also got loved. And, I mean, we never did leave the house not knowing that we were loved. I mean, we knew that from my parents. And still to this day, every conversation we have is still filled with love, sometimes tough love. Yeah. What are your expectations for this 2018 Golden Eagle offensive line? The, I'm going to be pretty, you know, pretty general with, you know, I guess uh, simple with this, to be absolutely the most successful we can absolutely be. And I tell you, I, I've got a great bunch of young men. I've got 14 guys down there that work extremely hard. 
Uh, I can really see, you know, from year one to year two, you know, with these guys, it's obviously year two. You know, they uh, last year was new energy form, uh, not knowing what to expect. A lot of these guys, you know, being here year two, knew what to expect coming in, and they worked accordingly. And I tell you what, you're seeing a lot of uh, you're seeing a lot of positives out there on the field. You know, communication. You know, from inside out, outside in. Uh, you know, um, you can definitely tell it's a year two and be more comfortable. And you can tell it's being year three in Coach Dawson's offense too. I mean, that's the way it should be at this point. And uh, but from a work standpoint, I don't know if I've ever been around a harder working bunch. I mean, I look back and, uh, you know, even from what the dog days that Walt put us through as players, you know, from what I got to experience with Coach Trickett, you know, at Florida State and then up to this point, and I'll put this group of guys up against any of those workers any day. You've got a, a group with a lot of potential, but also a lot of youth and, and, and a few more years left to go under their eligibility here at Southern Miss. Um, talk a little bit about maybe the two deep, some of the new guys that are fitting into uh, shaping up this offensive line. Yeah, well, I got a great, you know, I got a great uh, bunch of returners with, you know, obviously Drake, Ty, and Arvin. I mean, those three right there, I mean, uh, they make you better instantly, you know, not only on the field but off the field. They're great young men, and uh, they're Southern Miss guys, and that's what, you know, this place needs, and that's what we recruit here under Coach Hop. And uh, I tell you what, you know, to sprinkle in guys like uh, Woody Alacious and uh, and Trace Clopton, you know, being newcomer guys, even though Woody was here last year and got a little bit, you know, plunged in the fire a few times and got some reps, uh, you know, he's extremely smart. Uh, and, uh, you know, he uses that. He's really gotten better physically uh, in the weight room, and you can see it. I mean, you know, Woody's displacing guys out on the field. You know, he's doing a great job in pass pro. So, I mean, he's going to be fun to watch this year. And then Trace Clopton, I mean, you know, um, I guess every now and then in your career you run across a kid that's going to remind you a little bit about, your, about yourself as a younger guy, and he's definitely that type of guy that I see because I played that position. I got thrown, you know, now he's in a lot better situation than I was. I got thrown to the wolves whenever I was a I was a two hundred forty eight pound center going up against Phil Rivers and NC State in two thousand two. Yeah. I think nine of those guys got drafted and everything. <laughs> right. But Trace, you know, he's he's going against all conference guys like Nucci, like uh, you know, all those guys were Keen Booth every day. And uh, I think the biggest thing for him to adjust was the speed of the game, which it always is. I think that's every year. That does, that's even from Drake down to trace you know what i'm saying speed of the game is always going to seem like it gets faster because unfortunately when you get older you get a step slower here or there you know what i'm saying but uh and those guys are figuring that out though too with the you know becoming veterans uh but i tell you what he's done a great job he works his tail off uh he's a definitely a southern miss guy through and through um he's tough he's physical uh, and he's smart so i mean you know um uh what could you ask for more? You know, and then I tell you what, John Best is doing a great job too at uh, the center position. So that's actually a really good battle going on right now between the both of them. John's physically doing a good job, you know, is uh, sustaining blocks and he's got a high motor. Um, got a guy like Bryce Foxworth. Uh, who's going to be a sophomore forced, uh, saw some cleanup duty last year, and he's pushing Ty right now, you know, for that job, you know. So, uh, and then you got Paul Gaynor, who's really uh, had a good summer and obviously coming into camp, still, uh, you know, doing some, uh, still learning some things mentally, but I mean, he's doing a good job coming to work every day. And then, uh, you know, left guard Travion Clayton, Hayden Sturdivant, those guys doing an awesome job. I mean, you know, they're really uh, battling for that number two spot right now. And 
then uh, like I said, and then I've got a young pup, Cameron King. I'm going to tell you right now, look out for this kid. I mean, he is – you talk about just that type of nasty player that you love coaching. I mean, he's got a high motor, and uh, I'm really looking forward to having him for the next four years. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show. Do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? Yeah, no doubt. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Juice, baby. That was Eric Losey. Before that, Tess Parks. Before that, Paxton Scrimpshire. So, I, the three fantastic interviews, man. I had a great time at Media Day. Yeah, the um, well, the guys that we ended up with um, was guys that we wanted anyway. But obviously, we wanted to talk to some quarterbacks with the quarterback competition going on. But I understand, I understand why, why you know that they were probably well. well obviously, Quadra wasn't there, and then the only thing that Jack was going to get asked was about Quadra, probably. So I get it. Um, that being said, we had to get Pax Pax in there. And what a home run interview is Eric Losey. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, that guy. Um, I was ready to go run through a wall after talking to him. Yeah, so, it, uh, it didn't make the air, obviously, but uh, we, we had a conversation about an arm wrestling contest beforehand. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was making a joke, and I think he completely took it seriously. Yeah, he was ready so, to go. Uh, I don't know. He's going to throw me through the, through, the, uh, through the window there of the end club, but. It was great, man. I, I, that's, the, that's the second time that I've done it. That I've done one of those media days, and um, and one of these years we're gonna get my mic fixed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I love being in there, man. I love talking with these guys, and I think they like. Um, I really think they like coming over to our table, and, and they're you know I think they kind of know that it's, I, I, I you know not really a homer spot to go, but you know you're gonna, uh, you're gonna have fun when you come to yeah, the table. Right. You're gonna yeah, have fun. I, I like. To, I think they know we're fans. I think they know we're relatable. And we're on their side, so they have a little fun with it, and it's always a good time. It's good to see some of the guys in the media. You know, got to catch up with the guys over at uh, Golden Eagle Pride, Drew White, Glenn Dyer. Mm-hmm. Always good to see Jack Duggan, David Cohen. I met Nick Suss for the first time. We should have right. him on the show coming up soon. Um, but but really a good time, media day. You know, Hop came out for the for the press at the end, and, you know, right off the bat, people started asking about Quadre, and he – you know, he didn't really go into too many details, but it, it was a good, good interview. Um, talked a little bit about the scrimmage, talked a little bit about how things were, were progressing. We have that in its entirety on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash to the top talk. If you want to check that out. Also, I think they had redone some, they'd done some renovations there in the M club where the media day happened and looking out the window, you could see the areas that have been pressure washed. You could see, um, you know, they still have some, some more to paint, but the side that was the east side, I believe, was fully painted. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the center wraps have been replaced. The wraps uh, at the top of the lower level have already been replaced. They still have to replace the lower level, but it's really starting to shape up to just to be quite the atmosphere there at the Rock. Yeah, really really coming around. And, and that east side, especially from the view from the M-Club where, where we were doing the interviews, is, um, I mean, it looks like a brand new brand new stadium <laughs> on that side, you know? Um, and it's something it's, it's long overdue. I'm so glad that it happened. I honestly didn't think it would ever would happen, but now that it has, um, you know, hope we can hope people get in there. If that was an excuse for not going to the game saying, look, they, you know, it's not pressure washed and blah, 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 my seat's dirty. Well, that's not an excuse anymore. You know, get your butt to the rock. We didn't make it over, but they had a, an event for season ticket holders where the coaches came and spoke and you could pick up your season tickets. We were doing media day, so we missed that, but we did make it to fanfare, which was at, um, the Thad Cochran Center upstairs, third level, 
uh, got to see just a lot of people. I can't even name everybody that we ran into and talked to. I, I'm just off the top of my head. Daniel Letterback, David Valentine, Charlie Wallace, Nick Fitzgerald. Who, who else? Uh, Kevin Pearson. Saw Kevin. The guy, you know, he hangs out down there with, uh, John Adams and the roost uh, all the way at the end. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Did I just say Nick Fitzgerald? Did you? I think I did. Oh. We did not see Nick Fitzgerald. We did not see. <laughs> no. We... Uh, I saw Lance LaFan back there, you know, running the, uh, running the, um, the, the, the auction items. And I, man, tons of people. Every time I turned around, of course, Gilbert and Hop and everybody else. Eddie Hicks was there. But, um, it was fun. It was funny. It was packed house, standing room only. I love it that they're having it at the Thad Cochran Center now. I, not that I opposed it at the Payne Center, oh, yeah, at the Payne Center or at um, the Convention Center, but that room that they have in Thad Cochran is is uh, is impressive and kind of fits exactly the number of people that we're normally going to have. Can I can I correct myself? It was Jacob Fitzgerald. It was Fitz. I ran into him Jacob on the way in. Fitzgerald. I'm an idiot. That's right. I saw. Yeah, I saw. I don't know I why I said. Fitz. I don't know why I said. I think I guess was thinking Nick Mullins and. He'll never let so. you hear the end of it either. Well, I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we saw. I mean, we saw. So, I mean, I, there's so too many to name. We ran into everybody. Um, spoke with John Gilbert about the episode last week. He's ready to do it again already. So we'll probably have him on back again soon. Hey, uh, one, one more. One more. Uh, Robert Goss. Robert Goss. He always oh, comes yeah. and speaks to me. Uh, I can't believe I almost forgot his, forgot that I uh, I saw him, but yeah, he hung out for a little while and and um, anyway, just wanted to get that plug in there. Absolutely, but it was. I mean, I think they moved it over there to the Thad Cochran Center. A, a, a great facility, but it, it it could not contain everybody that was there yesterday. Um, it yeah. was it was a lot of people there, and it was you know standing room only. Um, they had some cool items at the at the auction at the silent auction. Um, and then at the end, Coach Hop spoke, and I counted four realities. I think <laughs> I think last year it was like thirteen, but we only right. got, we only got four this. Year. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> and then at the very end, they unveiled the white uniform in its entirety. They had the they had the dummy up there with the helmet on, the pads on, the white jersey and the white pants with the black stripe on the side. So you got to see the first glimpse at those. If you didn't get to check that out, we've got it on all our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So if you want to get a look at that, go check it out. But all in all, man, it's a great day to be a Golden Eagle out there on campus. Absolutely. You know, they almost forgot to unveil that thing. That they did. And, and uh, and just you know, John Cox kind of kind of saved it, and here comes Hop running back in, and he throws the towel off, and yay, and everybody left. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they had the first scrimmage yesterday morning, and uh, you know, a decent day for the offense given the circumstances. Uh, Jack Abraham, he was ten of nineteen for 110 yards with a nine-yard touchdown pass to Quez Watkins. Quez six uh, receptions for 81 yards on the day. You know, I, th- I think that I read where there were a couple of drops there for Jack, but um, you know, as is in a lot of these scrimmages, especially the first one, and especially the past few years, the Southern Miss defense usually gets the better of them, and, mm-hmm. and, and that was was no exception as of the scrimmage yesterday. Um, a couple of numbers just uh, on the day: T. Rod. 9 for 36 rushing. Steven Anderson, 13 for 44. Travinsky Mosley, 10 for 26. Two of those were, were TDs. Um, both of those were five-yard touchdowns in short, uh, short 
uh, situations. Uh, passing, like we said, Jack. Then you had Marcelo, 7 for 12 for 48 yards. Tate Whiteley, 4 for uh Four for seven, 41 yards and a TD. Carter Hankins, one for two, 15 yards and a touchdown. Um, then some of the other receivers, Chris Reed, four for 22 yards. Tim Jones, two for 28. Thomas Morton, one for 15, and one of that was a touchdown. Um, so, you know, overall, looks like the defense got the better of the offense, although the offense had had a solid day. We got a couple of weeks to go before we get to Jackson State, so hopefully the offense can can find their stride and, and get it going. The best thing that can come out of any kind of uh, preseason scrimmages are zero injuries, really. It's so hard to tell. I mean, every, uh, it, All Southern Miss fans know that we're kind of you know going to lean on our defense this year because we're just stacked up front and, and at the linebacking spots. Um, and we blitz so much that, you know, that's where a lot of the plays are going to be made. Anyway, um, but, yeah, as far as the stats that come out of it, as long as, you know, uh, Jack doesn't get hurt, <laughs> Marcelo didn't get, doesn't get hurt, and we keep that stable of running backs um, upright and healthy, that, that those are the best things that can possibly happen coming out of these scrimmages, in my opinion. And, well, and you know, there are have been a couple of guys banged up, particularly at the running back position. We saw um, – it was a precaution, you know. I don't think it's anything serious, but to Roderick was mm-hmm. in a in a boot yesterday. Uh, Tez has been banged up a little bit. It's kind of just the nature of the beast at running back right now. Uh, so hopefully, you know. But there's guys that have come back. We talked to uh, Picasso, Picasso Nelson, and you know he was talking about how he's recovered and mm-hmm. he looked he looked great in his jersey. I mean, he right. looked he he looked like he's ready to go now. Um, so. It'll be interesting to see how these past few weeks, the last few weeks play out. But all in all, I think the guys seem pretty poised to have a big season. You know, a lot of them mentioned, uh, you know, in those interviews that, that, you know, they, they kind of were, were focused on team goals and focused on, uh, on championships and, and focused on, on seeing a packed rock. So those are three pretty good things to, for the players to, to tell us anyway. I mean, you know, you'd like to hear some of them maybe say, you know, I have a goal of scoring this many touchdowns or whatever, but they, it seems like all of them are kind of mentioned in team. And, um, that, that comes straight from hop and the whole brotherhood thing. And, and, uh, man, we are, we are just getting down to the, uh, the last little moments here, aren't we? We're three weeks away. It's, I mean, you can just, it's like you said when we got out there, you can just smell it. And, you know, a little you bit. Just yeah. look in the atmosphere. You can see that it's got like football season clouds starting to form, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's really weird. Uh, but every year it's the same way. I know people have to feel it just like I do. I know friends of mine have called me up every year, like, hey, man, smells like football outside. And it just does. It doesn't make any sense, but it just does. Well, NFL preseason is going on right now. That's already started. And a couple of Golden Eagles had some pretty good games this week. None bigger than former Southern Miss quarterback Nick Mullins. Uh, the 49ers were taking on the Dallas Cowboys. The Niners were down 21-10 to heading into the fourth quarter. Nick comes in, leads two scoring drives, including a seven-yard touchdown pass to Richie James with 18 seconds left. On the day, Nick was 11 for 13 for 141 yards with one TD and one INT. But the great thing, I stayed up and watched that game. I think it was after midnight when all this happened. But it was so awesome to see. Nick was just, he was being Nick. He drove him down the field, especially in that two-minute drill. He was on fire. 
And uh, he gets that touchdown. He starts going crazy. And then you just see this video of Nick's touchdown going viral on the NFL. Like the, the NFL had like a gif of Nick, you know, celebrating after the score. So good to see him get all this attention. And then he's in on the press game, the post game press conference. So it was a really awesome game for Nick. And, and Tavarius Moore had two, uh, two tackles on the day. You know, I think they're still trying to figure out what to do with him. They had him playing cornerback and he was pretty much glued to whoever he was cu- covering. But, uh, Man, it's been a long time coming for Nick. I don't think Nick got very much action in the preseason, if at all, last season. So it's cool to see him get his due this year. Now, now, how do those? How does the practice squad situation work? Is it you can only stay on there for two years? Is that right, or am I just totally making that up? I don't know about. I know that I know that if you're on a practice squad, any team can sign you. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Rashad Hill last year, and almost happened with Cameron Tom, but the Saints went ahead and and brought him up. Um, I would think that if nothing else, he's at least, you know, secured a practice squad spot. But, you know, with how the quarterback position goes in the National Football League, there's people going down all the time. So, I mean, if you get on a practice squad and you have the kind of showing like Nick had the other night, now given it was mm-hmm. against the, you know, the third, fourth string defenders. Professional football players. But they are professional football players, exactly. And he, he certainly looked poised. So, um, Nice to see a Southern Miss guy out there uh, slinging it around wearing the number four, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was very cool. Also, Cornell Armstrong led the Dolphins in tackles. Um, he had five tackles on the day. Uh, Ito Smith didn't get much playing time. I think he had some, he had a penalty. He got kind of got in two pretty uh, stout collisions the other night, but he had a 25 yard kickoff return against the Jets. Last night, Corey Robertson. Didn't see a whole lot of action, but when he got in, he made a nice block for his former and current teammate, Kyle Sloter, as Kyle Sloter had a touchdown run against the Broncos. So, all in all, you had a, you had several guys get action. I think Mike Thomas had a catch in the Rams preseason game, even though the quarterbacks in that game struggled, just ridiculously struggled. Um, also, last Tuesday, the new season of Hard Knocks started up. Got to say, you know, you saw Jamie Collins on there. If you watched it, I saw Julian Allen in the background. Julian was uh, a scratch the other night, I think, because of injury. But um, hopefully, you'll get to see some of him on Hard Knocks as the as the season goes along. But really cool to see these guys in the National Football League making waves, and uh, in, in some instances, like Nick Mullins making the news. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit, uh, and you know we went through a lull there there for um, quite a few years, kind of in between maybe like the the end of Bauer and where we are uh, up until maybe you know right now um, where there weren't a whole lot of Eagles in the NFL, and some of them were guys like Brett Favre, which isn't really you know indicative of where the program is, right? So, but it's, yeah, it seems like every time we turn on the TV or every time we uh, we look at Twitter. We're seeing a hashtag SMTTT out of you know out behind you know Minnesota or like the Vikings or the uh, Niners or the Raiders or so it's it's good to see a bunch of guys up there and it, it speaks volumes as to, as to how these guys come into a program and then get developed and and take and, and then you know scouts take notice so people know that they can come here and they can and they can they can draft uh, NFL talent out of Hattiesburg and. And that's only going to help recruiting also down the line. In Brian Dozier news this week, the Dodgers are currently tied for the lead with the Arizona Diamondbacks in the National League West. Brian Dozier made a ridiculous um, 
double play out of his glove last night. If you, mm-hmm. if you didn't get to the mm-hmm. highlights of that, he's also cranked out a few home runs this week. He's been clutch. So, um, fitting in nicely out there, isn't he? He is. I think everybody's starting to, you know, he, he just seems like he brings an energy to the squad. You know, he just kind of has that aura about him that guys, you know, rally around. So, uh, hopefully they can make a run in the playoffs this year. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I think he was actually one of the sponsors to the uh, Eagle, Eagle Fanfare the other day, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I think he donated. They had uh, a couple of his autographs. They had right. an autograph ball, yeah. two autograph photos that were, that were out there. So that was pretty cool. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this week. We had a pretty solid episode. Uh, you guys follow us on Twitter at To The Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington, Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Look us up on Facebook as well. And To The Top Talk is now on Instagram at, at To The Top Talk. Follow us there as well. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, upcoming comedy shows, Martha Kelly, a.k.a. Martha from Baskets on FX. You may have also seen her in her Comedy Central half-hour special. It's going to be at the Thirsty Hippo Sunday, August the 26th. Is it the 25th or 26th? I'm an idiot. I've got 25th in my note, on the notes, but it's the 26th. So it's the 26th. Make sure you get that right. Uh, 7 p.m. going to be an amazing show. She's bringing a couple of... Um, comics from austin with her that are, are pretty stout well J- jason you got any final words before we shut it down no nah, man just you know i'm ready to get everything going and I'm, honestly I'm, I'm i'm really ready to see where this quadra thing goes um I, I think we need to i think we need to get this thing just let's find out what happened before we start speculating i've seen a lot of speculation out there i think we need to find out exactly what exactly what's going on nobody really knows everybody's making guesses Let's find out what happened, and you know, I, and I, of course, I, I wish him all the best, and I hope that, you know, I hope it somehow just goes away, but it doesn't look like it will anytime soon. Yeah, Coach Hop kind of hinted that he didn't really say anything about him coming back, but it, it, it you kind of felt like he wasn't coming back from all that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Hope he's okay. Hope everything works out for the best. Right. Appreciate it, man. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, look for us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. If you search for Southern Miss, I think we're one of the first ones that comes up right now. Look for To The Top Talk. Subscribe. Give us a rating and review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.